Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be talking about Paul Heyman's sit-down interview with Renee Young this week on Raw. We're going to be giving you our G1 recap. Your NXT uh, situation for the title match at TakeOver. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Only two takes. That's not bad. That's uh, only two takes. Look, sooner or later, I'm going to have two takes. Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Smart Cuban. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we're in the smart tank. That's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, sitting to my right, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Two beer. Oh, not a lot, man. It's been a really rough day. I'm uh, I'm heading to Chicago this weekend, actually, before our all-in trip. Mm-mm. So uh, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. I'm Going to Lagunitas Brewery, I'm going to drink all weekend. Are you saying it's nice to ditch that 9 to 5? Very much so. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It really is. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Hills. It's all good, baby. Get quick shout out to my man, Sharif. Good job on the t-shirt. Probably too far Dude, away to see it right now, but I think we have shirts. Oh, man, we I got a wait. couple shirts that are going to be available at Starcast uh, in about three weeks, I guess, give or take, up in Chicago. Stop counting at this we point. We are in sunny St. Louis, Missouri, in the exquisite Shock City Studios. Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs Mr. tonight. Perfect's in the house. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. It might have seemed like a slow week in wrestling, but oh, contraire, mm-hmm. there is tons of stuff to talk about this week in wrestling. I'll be before we get too far into it. We'd like to express thanks and give our shout out to that day one ish sold taco sponsor. Tell them who's. I was uh, at the Meppin town picnic in uh, Illinois earlier this week and on the way back I thought you know what we're coming through town let's get some soul taco and I put it on friends of BFR on Facebook I bought two burritos guys (laughs) and I can't tell you how happy Monday Bill was because Sunday Bill bought that extra spicy pork burrito guys that is it's the best Korean Mexican fusion in the world I don't know if there is any other Korean Mexican fusion. There's it doesn't matter be. if there's any other Mexican Korean food because it's the <laughs> best, guys. It it kicked my ass Sunday night. I ate it too fast because I was so hungry and <laughs> I didn't I, move. I, <laughs> now listen, I can't handle the spicy stuff as well as other people can. Um, I'm from uh, some cold weather climates. My ancestors are. So <laughs> blah, when I blah, eat blah. when I eat spices, when it's stuff that's just not potatoes and garlic, it might hit me a little <laughs> bit harder than other stuff. But man. <laughs> That the racism commence. It was so good. So go get yourself some soul taco. I got that. I got two spicy pork burritos. My wife got the spicy pork quesadilla, but spicy pork's not all they got, guys. Not at all. They got steak. They got chicken. They got pot stickers. They got those new kimchi fries, which I thought about getting, but I wasn't eating there, so I passed on it. I want to get the full experience. I want to eat it when I'm there. I like where your head's at. But soul taco, they got places in. The U-City Loop, mm-hmm. Columbia, Missouri, mm-hmm. two food trucks driving in the St. Louis area, Chesterfield, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, and Champaign, Illinois. They have been with Band from Ringside since the very beginning, guys, hey, man, that man. day one-ish. Tell them, so man. get yourself some Soul Taco. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. Tell them the Band from Ringside sent you. And without further ado, let's get to our The Reek Out! 
JCB, kick us off. You know, when you see certain things and you, you get accustomed to certain things, and then when you see something that's different, it kind of sticks out. Monday night, Paul Heyman with Renee Young backstage, probably taped at some point, looking visibly haggard, unshaven, eyes red, almost like he was crying almost. So Renee Young proceeds to lead into the line of questioning that we all want to know. Why, Brock? Why? Paul Heyman doesn't know why. It was honestly... Just to fast forward, I'm sure we all seen this, so let's just cut to the chase. It was for me, this was Paul Heyman's crowning achievement. You couldn't ask for anything more for a subplot to a match for my my purposes. I don't necessarily want to see. We have to see it because we need closure. I can care less who wins. If a bomb fell on SummerSlam right at that match, I could care less. This is what I want to know about. Except, except for the casualties, right? You know what I'm getting at. You don't okay, care, if they, who, you if don't they care took, who wins? If they took Brock and Roman Reigns hostage, how about that? Can we go there? Yeah, that's okay, fair. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. I don't care who wins. If Brock wins, everybody's pissed. If Roman wins, Roman Reigns are pissed. The only thing I want to know now is how does Paul Heyman fit into this triangle? I almost want Brock to win. I almost want Brock to win just to no, see just to see chaos. It's so bad. It's so bad. But like you said, Heyman is doing his best to sell a match that nobody wants. Oh, he's sold. He sold. He sold it to me. Now that's why I want to see it. I'm psyched. I can care less it. about the match. I want to know the the subplot. Oh, I could care a lot about the match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also, just I don't know if you guys saw. If you watched it live, you didn't see. But if you watched it online, he did finish with unless. And Renee's like, what do you mean, unless? And he just wouldn't give he anything He walked away up. looking kind of smug, almost. Yeah. Like he had something up his sleeve, which could mean one of two things to me. Either this is all a play, and he's him and Brock are together with it the whole way, or he has either sided with one of three other men. Yeah. Either Roman, KO, which both seem unlikely, well, maybe Roman doesn't seem unlikely, but now Braun, Braun's the most intriguing idea to me. Sure. Heyman with Braun could be a lot of fun. And I think that her throwing the question, by the way, Renee Young is fantastic at what she does. She's she's awesome. Going to be on Raw next Monday. Do like, you think she can pull this off? Absolutely. Oh, of course she can, yes. She's uh, a talent. I, I think that she's great. She a, gets a relegated plus. to that pre-show, and she's the best part about the pre-show. Who is she yeah. replacing on, uh, on Raw Monday? Hopefully Coach. I'm hoping Cole. I'd love to see her do play by play. Like yeah, I should be next to Cole. Yeah, I, I'm thinking they're not going to take Cole off it, but probably coach. It's not going to be Corey Graves. I wouldn't think. Nevertheless, oh nevertheless, Renee Young is great at what she does. She she understands what the business is. She understands what she's there to do, and she does it. She's kind of like a mean gene. Like really, like, absolutely. Like fans love her. She's you know fan favorite. Right. Nobody has ever had anything bad to say about Renee Young, except uh, she does fuck at least one of the wrestlers. So unlike Mean Gene, who would never give out put out to anybody, no matter how much I, they wanted him to. You know, hey man, Dean Ambrose, that's a lucky motherfucker right about now. Mean Gene, yeah. fuck DB, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Paul Heyman, really, I mean that's exceptional work. As far as wrestling acting goes, like wrestling acting doesn't go very far. And like I said, this was a match that I, 
I wasn't so I wasn't going as far as Jay Bell saying I don't care about the match. I do care about the match because I think the main event of SummerSlam is always worth watching, even if it's for, even if it's for the train wreck aspect of it. I'm interested in the match. Um, it's not like I'm a boycott this thing or anything. I know, I know you're not. I'm just saying, you know, whoever wins, I won't be like, oh shit. It is a feud though that for a few three or four years in the making that people seem very. There's not a whole lot of interest in it. Usually put this much interest or this much effort and this much time into a feud, you're going to care about the outcome. But this is where, like I always say, wins and losses make a difference. If you had a situation where Roman Reigns wins any of these matches, now we can start getting to the point where, you know, this is a quote-unquote feud, a rivalry, however you want to, WWE wants to spin it. You can't spin it to me when Roman Reigns, at the time where the chips are in the middle and... We got to play this hand out. Roman Reigns has lost every time it's come out. Greatest Royal Rumble side. Okay, I'll, if you want to concede that one, I'll concede the Greatest Royal Rumble. Technically, he did not win. It looks Brock Lesnar wins in the record books, but that's all Roman Reigns fans has to clamor on. The Greatest Royal Rumble. No, was, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It's gonna be Fuck hard because it's coming around again. Exactly. But Heyman's performance was. Off the charts, right? Give him an Emmy and let him book the territory. If anybody has a problem with Paul Heyman's performance on Monday, I don't know what to tell you. I would think that I know that Heyman is in the writer's room now and has been for about a year. And I I have to think that this is all Heyman's creation. Like It makes too much sense. And Renee Young asking Heyman if there's anybody else that he would take on after Brock Lesnar, should Brock Lesnar lose and go to UFC, if there's anybody that he should take on. I think that's a deliberate... That was put in there deliberately mm-hmm. because Paul Heyman is going to take somebody on. I would like to see Paul Heyman with a stable of people. Uh, I would like Jeez, to see. That would I mean, be sweet. I, I know that Vince hates managers, but and stables and Look, stables. It's time. He must have got kicked by a horse like in his childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I see Sam shaking his head at that joke. I too shake my head <laughs> at that joke. Uh, but Paul Heyman's performance, I it it. Listen, he he only he don't he only doesn't shave every once in a while. I don't know what they did to his eyes to make him look so red. I do. It looked like I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't fooling me, Playboy. Let's say you ain't you missed that eye. It'd be funny if they were like, "Hey, hey, man, we have some stuff to put in your eyes to make him look bloodshot." And he's like, "Nah, I'll just smoke hella weed." <laughs> and I'll Let's say, I promo. got this. Don't worry about it. Uh, but going into it, I will say that I am more excited for this match after that promo than I was prior to that promo yeah all right i I guess that's it i guess we (laughs) guess we can move on to our two counts let's see don't make me shit on keep it moving we can talk about everything tonight get it two beer uh all right so two counts gonna be g1 standing so first off uh let's get it off of jcb's chest what what do you got two (laughs) words for us right fuck yano that motherfucker made me have to actually silently root for him to win against omega i'm like man this ain't right this ain't right man Man, look look. okay since we're gonna go ahead and put it out there uh my twitter page uh bfr jcb bfr zach all case letters with an h bfr bill bfr pod on twitter bfr pod on instagram and on facebook friends of bfr and ban for ringside podcast you can go on my twitter it is there I said, There's a lot initially, initially, I was like, oh, shit. You know, y'all's getting ready to come in and basically take this shit over. It's going to be one, two, three, and it's quick. After he won the match, I'm like, okay, that's great for Naito, but 
I still don't like Yano at this point. Fuck Yano. I it knew, will always be fuck Yano. I knew that he'd be heated about that. So yeah, yeah. That, that Yano Omega match was good though. It was, it was good, good fun. It was good. It was good that's fun. What, I mean, go. that was that's what I I, I said that. Weeks ago, when we talked about when Yano and Omega were when they were put in the same block, I said they're going to have a straight up comedy match. They had a straight up comedy match till about the last four minutes, and then it turned into a real match and with storytelling. Yeah, that had oh, culminated across the entire G one. And yeah. those guys were funny together. Yeah, uh, like Omega knows how to do a comedy match. Oh, he yeah. wrestled a blow up doll. Yeah, he wrestled a little girl. Uh, Omega fighting Yano was funny. I thought fight. Sonata fighting Yano was funny. You know what? Yano's good. Yano, I'm getting a Yano shirt. Somebody <laughs> give me Yano shirt. <laughs> I say you got a job. He's gonna get a Yano DVD next. Um, <laughs> so let's run down what can possibly happen here because we got one day of A block, one day of B block before the finals. Uh, interesting note: uh, they sold out Budokan Hall two nights in a row, which has never been done before. Uh, the finals. And also the uh, Abushi Omega night, not the Tanahashi Okada night, which is interesting. Kind of, yeah. So, oh, why are you bullshitting? I mean, we know that's somehow they're going to figure out a way to get that night to be. Oh, the, it'll be the good. And the best. But it's just interesting that they sold out. Um, so, looking at the standings now, we've got uh, just a few guys who are alive in the A block. We've got Tanahashi, Okada, and Jay White. So, if Tanahashi beats Okada, Tanahashi wins the block. Tanahashi draws with Okada, which is likely because they've done it quite a few times before. Tanahashi goes on and wins the block. If Okada beats Tanahashi and Jay White loses to Evil, Okada goes. That's the only way Okada goes. If Okada beats Tanahashi and White beats Evil, that makes it a tie, three-way tie. And because White beat Okada and Tanahashi, White wins the block. I can't imagine him. I can't imagine Okada winning the A block just because it's just time to move on, right? It, for me, and I'll I mean, just jump they in just, for 30 seconds. To me, it's either Tanahashi or Jay White. It kind of feels like Tanahashi, but. Yeah, I think they're leaning towards the Tanahashi Omega thing. But anyway, uh, one more possible outcome double DQ or count out with Tanahashi Okada. And if White beats Evil and White goes on. Now, um,. Was it uh, Cameron Mingle on Friends of BFR said something that I was actually thinking about? Cam, Cam, Bigelow. Which, um, because White's been playing so dirty, and also they're talking about White being on the outs with chaos because of all his dirty deeds. Mm -hmm. So if White costs Okada the match, um, then White, you know, could come in, cause a disqualification, and send himself to the finals. Right. I could see that happening. I could totally see That'd that. That'd be good happening. booking. Because it's, it would be consistent with what. They've booked him at from the start to the finish. Same who way do you want to win the A block? Uh, who do I want to win is Jay White. I, I, I've said it from the day one. I who thought do you he want was to the win the A the block? Um, I think Jay White has been one of the best in this G1 character-wise, uh, but I kind of want Tanahashi because I want to see Omega Tanahashi before Ome uh, Tana. You know, Tana's 41. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Tanahashi for the same reason that you just said, just because he's 41, and I think he's... On top of his game, and I think Jay White's got a ton of time. He's 25. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. No, I agree with that, Tully. He's yeah. 25? 25. Holy shit. Okay, B-Block? I just made that up. No, I'm joking. Uh, so B-Block. Did you make it? I didn't. I didn't. Okay, he's 25. <laughs> uh, so B-Block. Uh, so if Omega beats Ibushi, Omega goes. If Omega and Ibushi draw, which is what I had way back when we did this awful. I remember that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if Omega and Ibushi draw and Naito beats Zack Sabre Jr., then Naito goes. That's one of a couple ways that Naito goes. 
if Omega and Ibushi draw and Saber Jr. beats Naito, Omega goes. So Saber could cost Naito that mm. way. If uh, both of them draw, if Omega and Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. and Naito draw, then Omega goes. That's probably not going to happen. I don't no. see 30 minutes of ZSJ and Naito. Uh, if Omega and Ibushi double DQ or count out and Naito beats Zack Saber Jr., then Naito goes. If those guys draw, um, Naito goes. And if Zack Saber Jr. wins, then Omega goes. Who do you want to win the B block? One last way. Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep, there's still mo- two more. If Ibushi beats Omega and Naito beats Zack Saber Jr., then Naito can go. And the only way that Ibushi can go to the finals is if Ibushi beats Omega and Zack Saber Jr. beats Naito. So, who, hmm. do, you, who do you want to win the B block? Uh, you know, I would like to say who Omega. Are you rooting for? I, honestly, Omega's on a losing streak. He lost to Ishii in one one of my favorite matches of the tournament thus far, if not my favorite match. That's a great match. I I loved it. I loved I loved it from front to back. I loved it how Ishii looked like he was going to lose the entire time. Yeah, and I they, liked. No, they got me. I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. And Ishii's been so Omega's the best bout machine. You know, Ishii's been the best bout machine. He's had the best best, best matches of the entire tournament. Yeah, he's a stud. Um. But I would. Well, who are you rooting for? I guess. Um, I gotta say Omega, just because you know I'm just a huge Omega Mark, and he's definitely gonna put on an amazing final. Um, at the same time, you know, give him give him some rest. He's he's injured. Uh, you know, there's I love, a lot of I love guys. Naito too, and there's I a think, lot of guys that can put on an amazing final though. Yeah, and Naito's one of them. Ibushi's one of them. So Naito winning back to back G ones would be really cool too. Omega putting on, I mean, match after match after match that are so great and so great and so great. And then there's guys like Ishii who are laying in the back, so to speak. I know I know they're fighting on the biggest stage that there is in New Japan. Like, I understand that. But I, I, would, I want Kenny Omega to kind of step out of the way and then fight whoever wins it. That's, that's what I would prefer. Like, I think Ishii's getting a title shot right after this. So when they have the month off, I think there's going to be an Ishii Omega program. Like Ishii, Ibushi, uh, Naito, obviously. I mean, all these guys, Zack Sabre Jr., Jay White, all these guys are, Tanahashi, they're all so deserving of a big stage. Like, let's see what these guys can do with the 40-minute match, you know? that's. I mean, that's kind of what I'm rooting for. Like, Omega's already shown it to us. Omega's already considered the best guy in the world. Omega obviously didn't mind... uh, it doesn't seem like there's any egos in New Japan where Omega didn't mind jobbing to Yano right. uh, the yeah. other night, no matter how dirty it was. It was still a fun match to where Omega ended up taking the pin to Yano and took the pin to Ishii, Ishii the 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 uh, couple nights before. So I would prefer if Omega didn't win. I just wanted to. I just like new stuff. And if Abushi goes to the finals, he'll put on an amazing match. I, if he goes, I don't see him winning, though, because he's actually not signed in New Japan. I'll tell you what, one of the craziest things that I've seen in this tournament this far, thus far is when Abushi was standing on the second rope and Naido was sitting on the apron and Abushi picked him up under his shoulders from behind like a baby, picked him all the way up and then flipped him over and... I was mean, that that he, nasty German? He basically, oh, yeah, God. he basically landed on his that head. That was fucking scary. But it was a feat of strength, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a crazy nah, feat no of joke. strength for him to do. That no, was no joke. And my wife was sitting there next to me, and she was like, that's got to hurt his back, right? And I was like, yeah, he's, he was leaning <laughs> he was leaning all the way. 
I know you got, or maybe you guys can see me. He was <laughs> leaning all the way over and picked him up from the apron and then right. flipped him over his head. But it was a nasty German suplex. Um, I think that, I mean, who are the three guys that can win the B block? Uh, Naito, Omega, or Ibushi. Ibushi has the least. He one has chance. one scenario. I mean, yeah. if out of those three guys, I'd, I'd want it to be Ibushi, I guess. Jason. We all know that Jason wants Naito. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how <laughs> dare you even ask me about who I want to win this? I mean, shit. He's probably not. It's probably going to be Kenny Omega. But, yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wanted Naito to win the block. Naito gave uh, to, uh, Hiromu a nice little shout-out. Uh, who's going to be out for probably a year. He's still in the hospital, broken say, neck. <laughs> who's crying? I'm not crying. Who's crying? I know, right? <laughs> oh, that, that, was was good. that was good, man. It was, it was nice to always kind of remember him because especially if he's going to close out the night when we do the LIJ roll call, I mean, we got to talk about Takahashi. So, yeah, it was it was cool to see. All right. So everybody out there that's still not watching New Japan, I don't know who you are, but even if you're not, even if you don't feel like subscribing to New Japan, just look up YouTube stuff. You can watch the highlights from every single night. Do yourself a favor and get acquainted with these guys because this is... You they're know, coming. I, I, not saying they're taking over WWE, I, but they're going to be in Thorne's side to, for the next few I hate to say years. it. I hate to say it every week, but when I on Thursdays I I cram, you know, for the podcast. Like I watch a bunch of WWE and I watch a bunch of New Japan. Like like today I watch NXT and I switch to New Japan and NXT fucking rules. I love NXT as much as the next guy, but when you watch New Japan, it is presented differently. It's a different kind of. Uh, simulated sport and it's something that you would enjoy there's nothing wrong with liking wwe there's nothing wrong with not liking wwe but if you hate wwe and you like wrestling get yourself on that new japan tip seriously and without further ado that'll take us to our three counts uh speaking of nxt so we got some bad news today concerning the nxt takeover main event Bad, I mean, bad news relatively. I guess it depends on who you like or who you don't like. Right. The uh, main event was supposed to be, and as we all know, TakeOver usually outdoes in quality. Always. The I can't remember the last time the main roster was better than the TakeOver. It's been, well, it, it, I mean, since TakeOver started happening, it that's may have I'm, never happened. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but the TakeOver main event was supposed to be Aleister Black versus Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, which... I was very much looking forward to and seems like a reasonable place or a pretty logical place for NXT to go into considering how great the last two Ciampa Gargano matches was to throw Aleister Black in there who's probably the hottest baby face besides Gargano well I mean yeah, besides, well, I mean, everybody's hot. I mean, all top guys. Velveteen Dream's hot as fuck, too. Yeah, between the two, I would probably say Gargano's one, Black's two. But yeah. it makes sense for them to just use that feud, that Gargano Ciampa feud, and throw in Aleister Black, and let's have a badass triple threat. <clears throat> Mr. Triple Threat over here. <laughs> yeah, this is a triple threat. Uh, I actually uh, but we got off. bad news that uh, Aleister Black is out of that triple threat match at TakeOver, so it must be pretty serious. I think it's a knee thing, right? Growing, growing, testicular torsion. He had surgery. Well, I mean, growing. My, my testicular's hanging down to my knee, so it's pretty much the same thing for you should, me. You should, do, you should do surgery. <laughs> I say swinging them damn things. So, be able to pod. But we're getting a Gargano versus Ciampa triple threat. Or not triple threat. We're getting a Gargano versus Ciampa last man standing match. Is that confirmed? 
that's confirmed. That's what William Regal said yeah. today. Oh, that's, I didn't see that. That's what I said to you today on the way here. Well, I, said, I didn't know it was confirmed. I, I just don't like last man standing matches. That's a gimmick. Like, there's a lot of people bitching online about. They're like, oh, I can't believe they're doing Gargano Champa again. I'm like, that's the best the WWE has done all year. Like, I'd watch that. Both those matches. Yeah. Yes, both those matches were fantastic. I'm fine with a singles and we, match. And we've had discussions on this podcast about which one was better, Gargano Ciampa 1 or Gargano Ciampa 2, and it's really a matter of taste. They were... It's like Okada Omega. Yeah, they were both... Yes, it, they were both fantastic. They're both any, outside anything that WWE has done in years, both those matches. So we're getting part three, and now it's the last man standing. Now, while I... Last Man Standing is my f- least favorite type of gimmick match. I think that Gargano and Ciampa can probably do something pretty innovative and pretty fun with it. Thoughts on that, Zach? As long as it's better than AJ Nakamura, where <laughs> they do a whole they, bunch they, of early, did it. yeah, they do a whole bunch of early fucking, you know, counts. That's obnoxious. Like you know, they're gonna get up when you're two minutes into the fucking match. Like, yeah, it's fuck. <laughs> if I was the referee, I would Damn! ask. I would ask for extra pay that night because I'm working so much harder doing all that extra counting. Three. <laughs> exactly. Fuck that. Fuck that gimmick. Um, no, well, no. Jason. I think the I think the, in the the right spot, the last man standing could work. Four. We just had a, we had a scenario where we've kind of exhausted our options coming up to this point what i would do was just take the match ah. off the card all together and kind of move everybody up make ricochet uh adam cole the main event and just move everybody else up just take it off the radar all together so that way it's out of sight oh, out of I mind i don't think you can do that you can't because you can always come back to it the belt has to be defended the takeover right there's only five of them a year you don't have to do it because you could do a match on, on NXT. I'd have done a different stipulation. I'd have done something they yeah, haven't ever shit, done. That shit could get spoiled, though. Like, it's got to be live, right? Like, no, you can do, like, a hell in, Yeah, it could. But I'm just saying, I would do a hell in a cell or a three stages of hell or oh, something. I, I'd love a hell in a cell. That yep. would have been great. Yeah. Instead of we get a last man standing. I, it's if, like if, when if this was a different rivalry, I think you guys would look at it different. The 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 last two matches we had have basically been last standing matches. I mean, no, you're right about that. So they they beat the hell out of each other yeah. twice. So I mean, at this point, a last man standing match is is about par of what we've already had. We're looking for the next step up, and there was no place to really go. That's why, obviously, you wanted a triple threat. So now you can add Aleister Black into this, and now you got a different chemistry going on in this scenario like i said i would just take it off the, the menu all together just kind of reset figure out how long alistair black is out and then work your way around that and this is the nxt they should be able to figure this out no problem creatively this should not be an issue uh another thing on nxt this week was the ec3 velveteen dream uh outside the studio skit where they were at Velveteen Dream, poolside with Velveteen Dream, where uh, EC3 went out there and they started talking shit to each other, and then he power bombed him into the pool. Thoughts on that, JCP? <laughs> I was just—I mean, you could tell that both guys can can talk, 
But this just, this just didn't even make any sense. I mean, if it was, it should have been the Velveteen Dream just talking shit about EC3 and not having EC3 physically there. Once that happened, it was it just got weird and it was just like uh, it was forced. And I don't think you have to force this. There's already a storyline in place. Did Stick that, to the storyline. Did that really feel forced to you? Yeah. It was not. I, it, it was not feel, natural. I don't at first, know. At it, first didn't it didn't. To me. But eventually, it got to be where it was forced. At first, I was into it, and then as it went on, I was like, "This is weird," and it seems contrived. But at first, I was kind of. I, I was like, "Let's see where this goes." Yeah, I didn't have. A, I, I wasn't trying to shit on it before it happened. It just kind of yeah. was like you know we're going off on this weird tangent that is funny, but it doesn't really pertain to the storyline itself i don't know it, it is what it is i'll admit i was i was into it the whole time there's something about nxt that seems pretty old school to me and this seems something that was old school it's yeah it seemed old school even uh, where like the uh the corners of the camera were like blurred to make it seem kind of dreamy it's like whenever hulk hogan was in the dungeon of doom and he yeah, touched the water and he's like oh, it's not hot to me it oh, seemed really funny and uh like I said to Jason a couple times in the last couple hours, like, wrestling's supposed to be fun. I said about Yano, like, EC3 and Velveteen Dream, like, that's fun to me. Like, they're both obviously very talented dudes. I liked it when EC3 called Velveteen Dream the one and then said in quotation marks because I think that it's understood that Velveteen Dream is really going to carry wrestling forward for at least a little while i mean right he's 23 or whatever 22 23 like 22 uh, he's i mean he like they have they have big plans for velveteen dream i don't think there's any doubt about that and it, it was funny to me to see ec3 acknowledge that in kayfabe as a 35 year old 35 36 year old whatever he is my only problem with this is now it just goes back to what i said earlier that wins and losses matter the last big win that Velveteen had was against uh, Cassius Ono. And Cassius Ono's not necessarily a big fish in the NXT pond. I He's mean, there to so, put guys over. Man, exactly. But, but, I mean, when you're talking about Velveteen Dream, you're the only guy in the universe saying that wins and losses matter. Okay. Nobody says that about Velveteen Dream. You, Everybody you don't knows say how- it now until he keeps losing. Well, until he and gets then, to the main roster, and then we start talking about it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So let's let's not sit up here and poo-poo this, okay? It, he said poo-poo. No. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Look how, look how we look at... be dead serious and say poo-poo. <laughs> look how we look at Finn I'll be Balor. dead serious when I say poo-poo. <laughs> you don't call another grown man delicious. <laughs> look at Finn Balor. Okay, great example. Oh, great example. Okay, when he was... Uh, Universal champion. He came out hot. They put the, the the strap on him right away, and then he got hurt. Once he got hurt, he came back and has been a victim of 50-50 booking ever since. And you don't look at him the same way anymore. Okay, nope. That's why I hated the match last week. That's why I was bitching about it. That's not that's all I'm saying. Wins and losses matter. That's going to be at the last word. That's going to be our three count. This is banned from ringside. All right, time for our second sponsor of the night. That's JJ Twigs Pizza on Southampton. Uh, I will be there Saturday afternoon before I got a four day weekend again. This guy's four day weekend. But before I take my wife to Augusta to a bed and breakfast for a romantic weekend, nice. Before we hit the wineries, a good I'm, husband. I'm going to stop by JJ Twigs and I'm going to get 
the probably the gravy train with the authentic Chicago style Italian beef with giardinera. Do you know what giardinera is? You know I mean? Motherfuckers don't know what giardinera is. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. It's the best, right? <laughs> See, we so people good. Go, man. I was about to say, that's, this ain't uh, Top Chef, man. We just yeah, talk of wrestling. It's Top Chef. It's in it's South City, man. They got it in <laughs> South City at JJ Twigs, guys. They have the best pizza. They got the best wings. They have, they pour the strongest drinks. They got the best atmosphere. If you want go up there and watch a little bit of a game if you want to go up there and watch i went back there i used to watch some world cup i go up mm. there and i watch some cardinals when the nba starts i'll go up there and watch my pelicans i love that place you guys should love it too um like i always say all you guys gotta do is dm me slide into my dms at bfr bill or at bfr pod and i will send you Two $10 gift cards of JJ Twigs. Two $10 gift cards? Two $10 gift Ooh. cards. Already sent it to friend of the show, Scotty Bourne. Already sent it to friend of the show, Demetrius Trill Weathers. I think his name is. I think his name is on Twitter. I forget. If I, if I fuck that up, Christ. I'm sorry. I think it's Trill Weathers. <laughs> Sounds finish, made up. The, finish this, please. Anyway, I send it to him, and he goes and gets good pizza. And all you have to do is get a hold of me at BFR Bill, and I will send it to you. I'll pay for the postage, motherfuckers. <laughs> I will send you the gift cards. Go and get yourself some pizza. Tell them the BFR sent you. This is banned from ringside. All right. Uh, time for some odds and ends. And what we like to do on the BFR pod Twitter page is ask some poll questions. So I thought it'd be fun to ask the poll questions of us because we obviously never get to comment on it. Right. Uh, this one is... Speak for yourself. I'm on that bitch all the time. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Say fuck this. I mean, I answer him, but we never get to actually discuss it. I don't it. even touch you know, it. I'll leave it alone. Uh, if you could future endeavor one wrestler from the WWE, who would it be? This the poll. The poll answers to this are insane. It's Roman Reigns, Charlotte, or other. So if you could in future endeavor one wrestler for WWE, who would it be? Zach, who would you say? Roman Reigns, Charlotte, or other? Um, probably other because those are two very WWE people. Well, I mean, Charlotte's insane. Like, to say you'd future endeavor Charlotte, that's that's crazy. They're both made money. They're not going anywhere. I mean, where else would, where else would she go? Like, nowhere else has women's wrestling except for TNA. Well, Ring of Honor and New yeah. Japan do not have women's no, wrestling. Ring of Honor does have uh, She'd go to Shimmer up in Chicago. She'd fucking kill it. She could. She could. There's no <laughs> question about it. Um, I would go other two. Uh, I actually came up with this because it was I was thinking about it. And there's a lot of polarizing, you know, thoughts about Roman Reigns. Same thing with uh, Charlotte Flair. So I was like, okay, if there, if you could get away with it, if you were in control for 24 hours, you had a chance to get rid of anybody. You got to put those two up there. And then, you know, other people have different answers for different reasons. Like Finn Balor. My favorite one was uh, Vince McMahon. So I was like, fuck this after, shit. After, you know, you bringing that up and I've been thinking it. My pick would probably be Finn Balor because we know he can do good other places, and he, you know, he'll, he'll get over anywhere, and he's young. Well, that's yeah. a that's a diff- that's definitely a different way of coming at it than I was because I was coming at it like, which one do you just want gone? Like, which which wrestler gets too much time and oh. probably should? Well, that's be why there. I was kind of going with it because sure. the two those two names are the two names that you hear about the most. They're the most entitled, blah, 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 blah. Who gets the most amount of screen time on WWE that you wish wouldn't? That fucking tan as fuck referee. 
<laughs> oh no! I'm just ref joking. Champ? Ref I'm just champ? joking. I love ref champ. He's good. Ref champ is He's good. good. Um, I call him ref champ. This reminds me of Trump, and I just can't take it. I don't. <laughs> like, I'm sure it's somebody. Uh, <laughs> like if Trump got stuck in the dehydrator for like 24 hours. <laughs> I know who mine would be. You're not gonna like the answer. Go ahead. I was about to say, give me Xavier a Woods gets way too much screen time. Oh, he's a he's a bum. What? He's I mean, come a on, bum. he's not, he's at, at worst, he's the hype man Shit for the new day. Re- oh. That's SmackDown. Hype man? Who wants hype men? I love a hype man. Rest who doesn't in, love a hype man? Who doesn't love a hype man? Rest in power, Nate Dog. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank <laughs> you. Fuck hype man. Oh, man, dude, oh, you're too, okay. Fuck First and Woods. foremost, you need to apologize Nate for Dog. Nate Dog. Oh, man, dude. Fuck Nate Dog. Are you kidding oh, me? God. Are you kidding me right now? Regulate is easily one of the greatest fucking duos of all time. This motherfucker washes all of his laundry on whitest whites. Okay, shit. Turn in your black card immediately before you leave this fucking studio. I set my washer to room temp. Out your goddamn mind. (laughs) Fuck is wrong with you. Fuck. Um, Actually, actually, now that I'm starting to think about it, you know who I would... I would like to just get rid of, and it's just a little different. Jenner Mahal is now starting to get on a little bit on my last nerve. Oh, dude, he's, he's great. No, this whole, oh, we, I'm peaceful, blah, blah, oh, blah. We Six months ago, you was running Randy Orton into some bullshit Punjabi we, prison match. Now, we, all of a sudden, you caught up with peace and you're oh, loving everybody. Oh, you think Fuck the Punjabi that. prison match was his idea? Hey, man, good. Nothing's his idea. You he's think, just, he's just know, happy you, to be there. Right. Good. You think it's like, I, got, I got one for you guys. Jinder Mahal's a star. I, I got Whatever. one that'll make both you mad, especially Bill. Kurt Angle, Mm-mm. get the fuck out. Mm-mm. Yeah, that doesn't really make me that mad. Oh, I, thought because he, I thought he'd be I, mad. No, be I, mean, I mean, Kurt Angle 2001, that oh, would make yeah. me mad. But Kurt Angle 2018, it's like, all right. Like, he's fine. I, I honestly think that Constable Corbin would do a better job in yeah, his role. Yeah, put him role. in that role. I, Jesus Christ. Uh, Constable Corbin is pretty good. Dude wrestles in slacks. You guys are you guys are both <laughs> bitch about the authority, and now you're gonna put another authority figure basically being the authority. Hey, hey if that's an evil we gotta live with, I'd rather have Constable Corbin than Kurt. Then you don't Angle. get to bitch about the authority ever again. No, that's not true. I can Yeah, it is true. Hey motherfucker, it's my fucking podcast. Oh, I can fucking bitch about whatever I want. Oh, the captain. Oh, the captain. It finally comes out. (laughs) It's only been 80 weeks. And it finally comes out. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You son of a bitch. I mean it's your podcast. No, it ain't. I mean it's your podcast. Ball says straighten up. You better straighten up right now. He gonna put that whip on you. Put that book down. <laughs> put, put that book down, master on the weight. All right, which which current wrestler would you least like to get into the squared circle with? Oh, that was mine. So I was drunk as fuck when so, I posted that. I forgot all about it. Now, this, <laughs> now, this, now I, I have to assume this is not a kayfabe question. Which no, current, not in kayfabe. Which current which current wrestler would you least like? To get into the squared circle with actually, it's, it was kayfabe. It was kayfabe. Yeah, so it it's Braun, Suzuki, Ishii, or Brock. And uh, oh, I pick, I, you I know pick what, Suzuki. You know what? I should answer. I should say that the last one, Roman Reigns, won forty four percent. Said if you could if future endeavor one wrestler, Roman Reigns was at forty four percent. Charlotte was at sixteen. I don't know who the fuck votes for Charlotte. We had three hundred ninety six votes on that. Fucking misogynist. I, I, that's terrible to vote for Charlotte. There, other Dude, was forty percent. Like who doesn't like Charlotte? <laughs> 
That's insane. That's insane you, to me. My to arch nemesis like no doesn't like Charlotte. Right, you get on that. to my question. Okay, yeah, let's, I want to jump right. onto that question. So, <laughs> wait, kayfabe or no kayfabe? kayfabe. It was kayfabe. Kayfabe. Hundred percent kayfabe. Oh, then the answer is Brock. Braun, Suzuki, Ishii, or Brock? The answer is Brock. Because I feel like Brock would like just like hit me like real hard one time, but like Suzuki would play with me. Mm-hmm. You know, he Don't would fucking he would make it hurt. Yeah, and he would like. Suzuki Kayfabe is the scariest dude in wrestling. All right. Have you heard that man laugh? Man, fuck that. That's the last dude. I, I would rather get broken glass, drug over with cuts, with lemon on that cut, and salt, drug over broken glass on the back of a truck with I hate Whitey on my shirt versus Deal. With fucking <laughs> the, <laughs> reverse, Suzuki. The, the reverse Die Hard 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's ask this non-Kayfabe then. Like, if you had to get in a fight with all four of those guys for real. Oh, you mean like, like in a, shoot. In a, in a I was just alley. going like. In, in a back alley. I was just going like the guy themselves. Like, because Suzuki seems like a really cool guy. Um, I was thinking, but if you're talking shoot fight. Sh- shoot fight. Braun, Suzuki, Ishii, or Brock? Who would you like to face the least? It's probably e- Brock. It's yeah. an easy answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say Brock. Okay. Would, Brock would just start fucking you up with, with anything that's close at that point. He could probably catch me even if I ran. All oh, right, shit. so here's one that applies to uh, this week's Raw. Do you feel that Ronda Rousey is unsafe in the ring? Nah. J- JCB. <sighs> I'll say if I like Ronda Rousey. In this short time, she has done very well. However, a couple of those judo flips looked a little, a little snug. They they look scary, but I, I don't think they are scary. Um, that shoulder, man, it just doesn't look right. It, it, it almost looks like he, she's getting ready to bounce, in this case, Alicia Fox on her head. Like, she's a super professional, and I like. I feel like I would like trust her throwing me, like, some of the shit that the New Japan guys do legit scares me, but I've never. It yeah. like looks scary whenever Ronda does it, but you're, then it like kind of just turns at the last moment and it's safe. Well, the the Ronda Rousey stuff might look scary, and then you watch New Japan, you're like, no, that actually is. No, scary. he was on his head. Like yeah. he fell on his head. Right. Oh, it, it's crazy what. Like the last match I watched was Sonata Naido, and it, it the, there was parts in there where it's like, man, that's actually unsafe for guys that they have this much money invested to. I'm so glad not that to they mention, not wrestled, to mention they're though. not to mention they're human beings, but like <laughs> they have that much money invested. See, in them. Boss say he don't care about you humans. <laughs> he want his entertainment for his New Japan. Yeah, um, I don't think that. Uh, but after watching the Rousey Alicia Fox, and we can kind of delve off into this for a little while uh i thought that they did a good job of promoting the first ronda rousey match at raw um i thought that this segment didn't really live up to it because i thought that they built up alicia fox like oh she's a former champion it's like nobody looks at alicia fox like she's a former champion like okay why thank did, you why, why did, don't you look at alicia fox like a former champion because she was a former champion. Because she loses all the time. Hmm, Did I get it? Exactly. No, because she was a former champion before. She was a former champion back in the Divas era, though. Like before they stopped. Before they started calling the women's era the women. Before they started calling the championship. So it was like the Lita and Beth Phoenix, and we look at them. It's like legit. 
Yeah, but Alicia Fox probably beat Kelly Kelly for the championship or some shit. I'm sure one of you dorks is going to get a hold of me on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> and tell me that no, Alicia Fox actually won for this and person. Wonder why you I don't have fucking care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Alicia Fox hasn't been champion any time in the last five so, years. So, so we're just supposed to just wipe that off the map because... She's irrelevant in 2018. She, her winning the Divas title means absolutely nothing now. Can I present to you? Can I present to you an alternative that they could have done? Is that they could have put Mickey James against Ronda Rousey, and that would have been something that would have actually counted. And Ronda Rousey could have gone over, and you could have used Mickey James as actual enhancement talent than rather have Alicia Fox job out to Ronda Rousey when it's fucking Alicia Fox and she hasn't beaten anybody in at least five years. Jason, you know I'm right. Why are you fighting this? Because you Don't just made my point. It. Thank you. The defense rests. What What point did I make? He said she hasn't beaten anybody in five years. I know, but they built her up during the show like she was no, the ex, exactly. like she was a exactly. former. Exactly. They, they actually exactly. said that she's a former champion. which she is. So why didn't you take that seriously? Because she hasn't been named by in five years. I think that's my point. Wait. You just made my point, too. Okay, so we're agreeing? No, we're disagreeing. <laughs> You're agreeing with the point that I've been trying to make for weeks that wins and losses matter. And when you say oh, that she hasn't beat anybody that. in five years, you just made my point. I didn't know you were back on the wins and losses matter. I'm sorry you just gave it to me on the platter. I mean, I what the fuck? I was talking about Alicia <laughs> if, if, Fox. If God came down and said, Jason, would you like this Budweiser? It's nice and cold. I would say, God, thank you very much. I sure would. You know how you know it's my podcast? Because I know when to move on. Uh, should WWE have a WWE have a six man championship? Oh, by the way, uh, Ronda Rousey should is Ronda Rousey unsafe in the ring? Two hundred thirteen vo- votes, seventy one percent said no. Um, okay. Should WWE have a six man championship? I went back and forth on this for a while, guys. I actually hovered over it. I didn't know how to vote because my initial reaction was no, just because. Six-man championship, that's a three-on-three championship, seems like bullshit. And then I thought, man, there's so many people in WWE, and there's so many, there's so much talent that the more that matches count, the better. So I, I thought you were liking it because it was like a double three-way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean to say triple threat? Uh, yeah, <laughs> tomato, tomato. You didn't mean like orgy, did you? No. That's the way I took that shit. <laughs> I ended up voting no, though. I say no for a lot of the reasons. I was going to comment on it, and everybody was saying the same shit that I thought. They can't fucking book regular tags. Regular tags don't matter. What the fuck would a triple threat tag matter? The regular tags, neither belt matters right now. You Devil- got the Bludgeon Brothers, and you got fucking B-Team. Not, it doesn't matter. Devil's Advocate? Like, if it was a new belt, maybe they'd put a little bit of thought into it for the first three months. Like, they did with the Universal title? And then they'd forget about it. Yeah. I'm, the only reason I say yes is because we that's WWE's fallback formula. Oh, we don't know what to do with these guys. Let's make a six-man tag. So, as long as you're going to keep doing it and keep doing it, make it make it count. Make it worth something. Can, they have to, been doing six-man tag team for a long, long ever time. since the Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they so used to why have... Not? They used to have uh, Stardust and Goldust and some, one other person versus the Shield. They did that shit all the time. It could be what, your own little mini faction. That they, I would love to see a WWE. I mean, if, if Vince cared about factions, maybe that could be something. It starts with something, and then you can work off that. Go yeah, ahead. if it got a stables, that'd be cool. 
Uh, if it did happen, what do you think the over-under would be that they would call it revolutionary like it had never been done before? <laughs> oh, you taking that bet. 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would literally be the first thing out of uh, um, Cole's mouth. And, th- and then the last one, uh, who's a better overall wrestler, Almas or Del Rio? Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his podcast. He tried to wrap this shit So up. I said on the podcast a few weeks ago that I thought that Del Rio uh, was probably a better overall wrestler than Almas. Uh, it was put up on BFR Pod at BFR Pod on Twitter. We had tons of votes. Ton- the most the most votes we've ever had on here. There's a lot of fucking votes. I'll find it real fast. And um, you know, I'll admit that I've been right before, but I've never felt more vindicated. We had 364 votes and 88% said Almas. And all you motherfuckers are wrong. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you people? Alberto Del Rio Never got 30 minutes against anybody at any time in WWE. A, man, Jason, you're not going to engage with me here? No, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm it, with it, it. It doesn't work unless you, oh, no, unless you fight back. Uh, no, like, no, trust me. I'm getting ready to. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm allowing the, you to finish. This is the whole thing. Like, I'm allowing you to you finish. And I, you and I yell at okay. each other. Zach has Before I have to crush your whole hopes and dreams again. Funny. No, please. <laughs> Please, That's what we do. That's all we do. Okay. That's all we do. You're Skip Bayless. I'm Stephen A. Smith. I'm like rolling my eyes because I can't, I can't believe what you just said. But I, please, go ahead. I can't tell what's more insulting, <laughs> being Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> no, please. Tell us how ADR is it's so great because he didn't have 30 minutes. No, you know what? I, I, you know what? I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> please. I'm, I'm not too big. Please. I'm not too big you. to take the L. Okay. Uh, uh, Walk away. Last last odd end. What'd you guys think of the B team's new music? Gross. It was B team music. It's that? fine. Grow notice. up, you motherfuckers. Everybody out there that hates the B team's new music, it's fine. It's brutal. It's just fuck. It, like, they're not going to be around brutal. forever. They, it's they, supposed they to be funny. Bu- they gave them a bullshit what is it? fucking. I don't it's, even, like, it's like cheerleading it's, yeah, it's music. Like, it's like uh, college. You know yeah, what I'm it's saying? Like, it's, it's, it's like a college co- fight song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guess what? They celebrate every time. That's their thing. Yeah, oh, that's it's fine. You know They're what? called See? the B-team. Okay, and I get uh, the fucking joke. Team. I get the joke. Doesn't mean, that, that mean it's not still stupid. Does not mean it's not still stupid. <laughs> guess guess I'm walking home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I did drive. Right. Right. Yeah, you had some trouble. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays. We got Hulk Hogan. He's still alive. Great. 65. Uh, Spike Dudley is 48. I always like Spike Dudley. Multi-WWE champion, or WWF champion, I should say. Bob Backlund is 69. Fist bound. Mm. Nice. Kofi's 37. Johnny Gargano is 31. Big Cass. Rest Big Cass. Rest in power, Big Cass. Uh, he's 31. Mike Tanay is 64. Cedric Alexander is 29. And Paige... Man, I'm bullshit side. She's looking good. Okay, she finally got away from Del Rio's bitch ass, and now yeah, looking she good. Put on, she put She's on some healthy weight. And Aaron Vegi, my wife, turns hey. oh. 29. <laughs> what title does she hold this Saturday? The boss. World's greatest wife. Uh, hey, everybody. We were on a conference call this week for All In, which is coming up, and we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to after that conference call, so we appreciate the hell out of you listening to ours. Uh, for Sam the Muller Mall, for Shock City Studios, 
for JJ Twigs, Check. for Soul Taco, for Check. Two Beer Zach Pullman, Check. for JCB. I'm I am smart. smart Cuban, and everybody, boo the heels! Boo!